Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Kristen with Ask the Doulas, and I am here to chat with Dr. Pyle Abakari. She is the Director of Clinical Implementation at Infinite Health. So her background as a pediatrician, mom of two, and of course, recently joining the biotech company Infinite Health after learning how important the microbiome is to developing bodies. Welcome, Dr. Abakari. Thank you so much for having me. So let's get into, I have, you know, so many questions related to the microbiome and newborns. So would love to get a definition for our listeners and doula clients about really understanding gut health with the newborn. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'll first, I'll talk about the microbiome itself, which I think is a word we use so frequently, but is not often understood completely. And the microbiome is really all the organisms that are in and on our body. So this includes bacteria, fungi, viruses, all of those little live things that are are on our skin, in our guts, in our mouths, all over our body. And it really plays a vital role in our in our overall health. So I know we think about like, we got to wash our hands to get the bugs off. We have to wash the yes. showers and get everything off of our body. But really, those bugs are truly important to our health and um, in a good way as well as sometimes in a bad way, but you know, generally in a good way. That makes sense. I mean, again, we have, we don't wash the newborn immediately. And yeah, so let's get into a bit more about their gut bacteria and understanding again, their internal health. Totally. So the gut health, which also I think is a very, you know, topical term is very impacted by what bacteria live in our gut. So when a baby is born, their guts are virtually sterile. So there's generally no bacteria in there yet. And it's a clean canvas for our society to sort of say, hey, what bugs are we going to put into this baby's gut, which will you know, inevitably impacts short-term health, but also long-term health. So when baby is born their guts are exposed to bacteria and it depends on how they're born. So if they're born vaginally, then that vaginal flora in the canal is generally the first sort of opportunity for bacteria to seed the baby. The vaginal canal is obviously very close to the other tube of, you know, fecal matter. And a lot of that bacteria is good bacteria for the baby as well. So those are the things that kind of get into the baby to start. And then after that, it's like, you know, it depends on how baby's feeding. Are they on mom's breast and getting some of that flora that's on mom's skin? Are they, you know, being held by, you know, another grown-up whose skin flora is getting into the baby? So it depends on kind of what is around the baby that will determine what uh, colonizes their gut. Yes. So I know with some of the gentle cesarean births, there is interest in getting some of that bacteria like seeding after the birth with skin to skin time. And again, trying to have as similar to a vaginal birth as possible for the baby. 
Absolutely. And it's so important that thinking about these things and planning ahead of time, because along with C-sections usually comes antibiotics. So when that, you know, the antibiotics are antibacterial, so they will obviously necessary for a lot of procedures, but in addition to killing the good or the bad bacteria that they're intended to, uh, one of the unintended consequences is that they may kill off some of the good bacteria that baby was meant to be exposed to. Yes. So as far as that initial skin to skin time and differences between breastfeeding and exclusive pumpers and formula feeding clients, what would be, you know, the suggestions to get the optimal gut health established for a newborn with the three different types of feeding? Great question. So to clarify, we're talking about nursing, pumping, and then formula. Yeah. So thankfully, those are all three great options for baby's health, right? We know baby's health comes first, but the way flora gets into the baby when you're nursing is through mom's skin flora and through the breast milk itself. So you get both of those. When you're exclusively nursing, you will get both as well because when you're pumping, or sorry, when you're exclusively pumping, when you will, because some of that skin flora is going to get into the milk as you pump as well. So those are very similar ways of introducing bacteria into the baby. Formula is a little bit different in that they... Formula companies will try to put good bacteria. We probably see a lot of formula that now say like with probiotics, which are good bacteria. And they'll say that on there. It's a little different than when you get it truly from human to human because it's they're different sorts of bacteria and, you know, cost prohibitive. It's really not a good spend of money for formula companies to put a ton of probiotics into their formula. That makes sense. So would you explain what a probiotic is for our listeners, Dr. Adhikari? Yeah. So probiotics are really the good bacteria that get into our bodies. So many cultures include probiotics in their normal daily diet. So we hear of kimchi and kefir and sauerkraut, and those are really those fermented foods that give us good bacteria naturally through the gut. The U.S. diet tends to use probiotics more as a supplement than through our actual food, but that's fine. You know, it's another way to to do it. And the role of probiotics is really to take the food we're getting. So probiotics are that good bacteria that line the gut and their job is to take the food that we're getting and convert it into other really good things for the body. So I always say there's the prebiotic, which is the food that we're eating, the probiotic, which is the good bacteria, and then the postbiotic, which is whatever is coming out that process. So it's really that postbiotic that helps with health. So for adults, it's usually, I think it's butyrate is the postbiotic that helps with gut health. And for infants, it's more lactate acetate. And uh, what they do is very scientific and I won't get into the whole like biochemical processes behind it, but essentially what they do is they decrease the pH of the gut. So they make the gut more acidic. And by making it acidic, they allow less pathogens to grow. So a lot of that icky, gas-producing, inflammatory bacterium, you know, E. coli and staph and Klebsiella, kind of these words we hear about more in a hospital setting, but these 
bugs tend to like growing in a higher pH. So by lowering the pH of the gut, it makes that environment much less hospitable for those kind of pathogenic bugs to grow. Makes sense. And so how do you know that it's working? So if you are, again, focused on food and supplements and getting good gut bacteria for your newborn, how do you know that it's effective? That's a great question. It really depends on why you're taking it. So for adults, if you have symptoms, right, you have gut symptoms, whether it's more IBS symptoms or just general discomfort, you would know it's working because those symptoms would get better. Um, For babies, it's a little different, right? Because when babies, when we talk about using probiotics, some of the value is in the short term. um, And that comes with less gas, less fussiness, better formed stools. Those are better weight gain. Those are sort of the the things we see in the infant population. But really what we want to see is long-term benefits. So there are studies that show when you take probiotics from a young age, it changes your kind of immune, your ability of your body as an immune fighter. So things like, you know, becoming less susceptible to inflammatory diseases, autoimmune diseases, atopic diseases, things like asthma and food allergies, long-term, you know, obesity, uh, diabetes. So there's a lot of studies that show there's a correlation between gut health of infants and sort of that longer term disease process. So the better your health is as a baby, the less chance you are of developing some of these diseases later on. Okay. So outside of fussiness, gas, what are other signs that an infant would need a probiotic? Yeah. So, you know, every baby, in my opinion, every baby should be on a probiotic for that, you know, for that preventative health piece, which I know is a hard sell for our society, right? Our society isn't as preventative as they are reactive when it comes to health, but for prevention, I think every baby should be on a probiotic. But a lot of the parents who come in with these fussy babies who are gassy, not sleeping well, when I start a probiotic, they will say, hey, my baby's just happier. They're like less whiny and fussy and, you know, kind of, you know, those babies are just squirming all the time. Yes. It's that. It's they say like, my baby just seems more relaxed. And so that's how we kind of know they're working in the short term because what these probiotics are doing is they're taking over the gut and they're really pushing out a lot of that pathogenic gas producing inflammatory bacteria. And they're creating a home for more of the good bacteria. Love it. So are you finding that with the use of probiotics, there would be less need for the mother to um, do some elimination in the diet related to dairy or other things that may cause, um, gassiness or irritability with an infant? That is such a good question. And I will speak anecdotally on this. So, you know, as a pediatrician, I like, if you asked me a year ago, Kristen, I would have said like, sure, try a probiotic. Anyone is fine. You know, whatever's on sale. It's just like, I had no idea because they're very complicated. And I'm sure, you know, as parents, we look at the kid aisle and we're just overwhelmed by the amount of diapers and wipes and baby foods. There's 
just so many. And it's the same with probiotics. There's so many types and strains and claims. And what I work for Infinite Health and we make a product called Avivo. And what's really cool about Avivo is that it is a natural bacteria that we realize babies in the U.S. and a lot of developed countries are missing that babies in less developed countries still have in their guts. So what they found, and I'll kind of do some background on this because I find it to be so fascinating, but there were some researchers at UC Davis who were examining infant uh, breastfed infant stool. Like that was their job was to look at the stool of breastfed infants and figure out what is in it. And what they found was that the HMOs or the human milk oligosaccharides in breast milk, which is the about 15% of the solid component of breast milk, so big percentage of breast milk, were coming out in the stool completely undigested. So they were just, and exactly, they were like, wow, why is that? You would think mom is working so hard, her body is working so hard to create breast milk. Why would baby just waste it? So they started to look at stool all over the world and they found certain populations that HMOs were getting digested and they were coming out as metabolites, right? So they were, something was happening in the body where the baby was using it and then they were coming out in por- in portions or parts. And okay. so they then looked at those babies' microbiomes and said, what is different about those babies' guts that we don't have here. And they found that there was a specific bug called uh, B. infantis EVC001 or Avivo that was missing in these babies who were not digesting HMOs. And so they thought this must be important, right? If this is what right. the job of this bug, it must be important. So they looked to see what it does. And they found that it takes the HMOs in breast milk and produces lactate and acetate and decreases the pH of the gut. And it the really cool thing about Avivo versus other probiotics is it colonizes the gut. So when you take it, and the recent study shows if you take it for about a month, if an infant early on takes it for about a month, it takes over about 80% of that gut. So exactly, it pushes out all that bad bacteria, only about 20% of the room is left for any of those bad bugs to live in. And it sticks around, which is so different from other probiotics where when you take them, they work, but when you stop, they tend to shed. With Avivo, they gave babies Avivo for three weeks at the beginning of life, and then they stopped and they continued to monitor their microbiomes up to a year. And at a year, they still found that there was a lot of this bifidobacterium in their guts. So this bug wants to be there. It really wants to live there. Um, and it was meant to. So it's different from other probiotics that Companies, you know, create and they do a good job when you take them. But when you stop taking them, they don't work anymore. Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including 
chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then, of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen, in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at goldcoastdoulas.com or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there. So how can our listeners find Avivo? Oh, well, you know, we you can go on Avivo.com. It's E-V-I-V-O or on Amazon where I feel like a lot of new parents um, shop is definitely a place to find it. And it is a powder packet. You keep it on your counter next to your, you know, vitamin D or whatever else you're giving baby every day. And you give it to them once a day. You can mix it with a little bit of breast milk. You can make it into like a little paste with some breast milk and put it on your nipple. If you're exclusively nursing, you can put it in a bottle, you know, either way is fine. But what I see with my patients really early on is that the babies are more relaxed. They're sleeping better. They're pooping better. And what I mean by that is babies, you know, when I was in medical school, we were taught breastfed babies poop 10 to 12 times per day. And it's liquidy because liquid in, liquid out. Those were, that was what I was taught. And what we found is that the reason babies are having so many liquidy stools is because they aren't digesting some of the breast milk. And it's okay. this because it's a solid, they're pulling more water in. And so their stools become more watery. And when you give them this probiotic that helps digest more of the breast milk, they're able to absorb not only more of the breast milk, but also absorb more water along with it. So stools... Yes. And this is one of the things parents will always call me like, well, my kid's stool changed. And I'm like, that's a good thing, right? They're not right. pooping. Right. Like we think, oh, they should be pooping 10 to 12 times a day. And that's really not the case. So these babies often will poop once every few days and their poop will be a little more formed, more peanut butter consistency, not that watery consistency. And because they're absorbing more water along with the stool or with the, along with the breast milk, they tend to not need to eat as frequently. And this is just something that I see with my patients. They're like, oh, they're like on a better schedule because they're not just trying to eat for hydration's sake. They're trying to eat just for nutrition. Wow. How fascinating. And how does that impact formula of fed babies and their stools and eating patterns? Yeah. So it should do the same thing with formula fed babies. You're not going to get that robust colonization with formula fed babies because you're not getting as many HMOs. So even the formulas will say, you know, comes with HMOs, it's also cost prohibitive for them to put in not only the amount, but also the variety. So breast milk has somewhere between 200 and 300 types of HMOs in it. And, and formula tends to have just a handful. So Evivo will absolutely work with formula fed babies and it can feed off of those like N glycans of formula, but it's not going to get that robust colonization that you see with babies who are even getting a little bit of breast milk. You know, parents can be giving 95% formula and 5% breast milk and you'll still see that colonization. Okay. So supplementation will make a difference. Interesting. So any other tips for our listeners related to the microbiome, gut health, probiotics? Oh my gosh, I could I could go on forever. <laughs> you know, I think it's really important for us to realize that the gut is not just the gut. The gut is really a 
a way of connecting what our bodies are taking in, what our bodies are creating. So it's really important for us to treat it well. 80% of our immune system is in our gut. And we know that as gut health does affect our ability to not only get diseases, but to fight diseases. I saw a really cool article and I'm just going to repeat the headline because that's all I really looked into about how there was a case of melanoma where it was not the standard treatments weren't working. And an adult did a fecal transplant, which is basically taking the microbiome from a different adult and putting it in that adult and his melanoma, I think it's just stopped growing, which was so fascinating, right? Like that gut can impact cancer. So we're learning more about it every day, but for babies, when they're in that first, you know, 100 days of life and they're developing so rapidly, their guts are developing, their brains are developing, their immune systems, it's all developing so rapidly. And it really can determine what happens long term in their health. It's important for us to treat that early on. So that's when I say tell parents, you know, give Avivo at least that first month of life. And as a pediatrician, I feel really good about what you're doing for your baby's long-term health. Okay, excellent. So you, as a pediatrician, do you offer Avivo in your office and other pediatricians that partner with you or is it exclusively like from the website and Amazon at this point? So some pediatricians do offer and sell Avivo through their offices. We offer samples in our office just to get parents. I usually give them like three or four days because that's when parents will start to see the benefit of it. And then just send them to the website to order. Great. And the website's Avivo.com. I know you're also on social media. So how can our listeners find you on social? Yeah. So on most social, we are just Avivo or Avivo Health. So they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Our Instagram is Avivo Health. That's our screen or our tagline. I don't know. What is it called? Instagram handle? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, that that pretty much works for me. So excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our listeners and doula clients. It's been fantastic to, to learn so much about infant gut health and probiotics. And thank you for the important work you're doing. Thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Dr. Atakari, and we'll plan to connect again soon on a related topic. I would love that. Sounds great. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.